Welcome in to a brand new episode of a whole new ball game. I'm Alex Fuse. There's Vinny Pasquatino and Bear Pasquatino. Yep, Bear's right there. He's sleeping. He, you know, he's taking a quick afternoon nap. He's really, you know, the Bears play at 4:30, so oh, he's yeah. getting ready for that game. Naturally, you know, he's getting to sleep in now, making sure he's wide awake for that football game. Is he a Bear Bears fan? Well, there now by. By family, he is a Jets fan. But by his first name, I'm, I allow him to be a Bears fan. It's only okay. it's only fair to him, um, you know. Yeah, so no, we're always locked in. We're always locked in on those games. Sure, absolutely. All right, you know, to everybody listening to this, as you all know, I was away last week. We only did one episode, and you know, there were some things around the country that we wanted to not interfere with. Um, that happened that were not great things. Um, so we decided to hold off and just do one episode. But so I was gone last week and I come back. I took a hiatus from social media for the week and I come back and I find out Alex is doing his own podcast away from this podcast. I find that out on Twitter. You know, I get notifications on my phone when I load it back in and, you know, I take one week away. And next thing you know, Alex is uh, doing his own podcast. So while, so I am officially the side chick of the podcast game with Alex because he's got his own now. You know, quick shout out to Alex's other podcast, The Last Story. Um, so it's great. So that's what we've learned. That's what we've learned since coming coming back. Um, I am now I'm now back full time for the show, and I find out Alex is now. You know, 50-50 in on this, 50-50 in on his other thing. No, if you read the fine print of it, it's an interview series. So it's it could end in two weeks. And it's bi-weekly, Vinny. One and I just want everybody to know. Oh, I thought it I thought bi-weekly meant twice a week. No, bi-weekly, like it's only two interviews a month. Okay. Okay. Wait, hold on. Bi-weekly means I think it means both. Did I know? Bi-weekly, twice a week. Like, like one episode bi-weekly. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't know if it'd be better to say, you know, see, this is why you need me. Um, man, that's tough. I think it means, I think it actually means both. No. So I, I'm not wrong. You're not. You're fifty percent right. All right, I'm batting five hundred. And and I just like everybody to know, I did not tell Alex I was going to say that. I've been waiting for a while to bring that up on this on this episode, so I'm glad that I did it. So that's what happens when I go away for a little bit. I uh, come back and you know, I just wanted just something. You know, I don't know. Like I wanted to just do something a little fun well, on the side. Well, we know who he's going to interview. So we'll start with Boog. He'll interview him. He'll interview no. guests. He'll interview, let's see, who are the classics? The classic Alex interviews. I'm trying to think. Uh, Nancy Newman will come on. It, it, it's really just going to become a whole new ball game, but it's just Alex interviewing people. That's, that's what it's really going to be. No, it's going to be a whole new ball. No, kidding. Um, it was a joke. No, I mean, I'm actually really excited. It's, some, it's a little bit of a different style interview it's about people's life advice and just what they've learned 
And I guess I'll name drop the first guest. Can I do that on this podcast? Yeah, why don't you give yourself give your give yourself a plug? Yeah, so the first episode drops this Wednesday. So it's every other Wednesday for the time being until you know, I think and, and this first guest I'm really excited about. He's been a good friend of mine for geez, probably four or five years now. And when thinking of the last interview, the gimmick of it is if this was the last interview you ever do what would you want to be remembered for? Like, what would you want to be the last interview you ever do? And when thinking of guests in mind of who would be perfect for this, um, here's someone who literally came up with a book called Extra Innings because the last four or five years of his life, he's battled with cancer every single day. Uh, Fred Clare, who was former GM of the Dodgers, uh, he was a GM of the team when they won it back in 1988. Um, and before this year, he was the last GM of the Dodgers to win a World Series. And so Fred's going to be the first guest on the show. Um, and, and Fred is was the GM of the Dodgers for 12, 13 years. And he was good friends with Tommy Lasorda, who just passed away. And, and they had a great friendship, and I'm excited to – to hear what Fred has to say about Tommy and him, and I'm excited for it. So the first guest, Fred Clare, what does Fred have to say? And if this was Fred's last interview, what would he want to be, what would he want people to remember? So I'm excited. should be fun. Have you already interviewed him, or are you in the no. waiting to interview him? No, I have not interviewed him yet. Are you nervous? No, because I've interviewed Fred before. Oh, a classic Alex interview. You know, branch out a little bit. Get some people that you haven't interviewed before. I know. but You're not friends with, you know? Get some people you have no idea who they are. I know. Well, that's Tuesday. I'm interviewing someone I've never interviewed on Tuesday, so I'm excited for that one. Who? Uh, Brandon Steiner. Steiner Sports. He's the uh, He created Steiner Sports memorabilia. So is this also for your last story podcast? Yeah, so this one will go out in the two weeks. Okay. It better be edited very, very well if it's going to be two weeks before you, uh, you know. Um, okay, well, that's interesting. So it's good to know um, Alex is broadening his horizons a little bit. So good for Alex. Um, you got anything else before we head into the interview with Bob Fesco? No, I just want to mention it looks like you need a haircut. Um, My hair is getting a little bit weird right now, but by the next time – we do an intro and outro. I should have a setup for the problem is, is I'm leaning up against my bed right now. So it doesn't make anything about me look good. The only thing that looks good in my background right now is bear the dog right there behind me. Um, and it looks like it's not, but I hope it was like the thing in the background. It looks like a guitar case. Now, obviously it's not. How do you know I don't play guitar? Uh, I just had a go. Never, we've never talked about guitar once in my life. That's true, but I just had a gut feeling that you don't play the guitar. Well, um, it's all my bats. That's what's in there. All my bats are in that guitar case, and and that's it. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wait, hold on. The coolest part about this interview, we posted on Twitter already. But in the middle of this interview, breaking news came out. Um, I currently honestly don't even remember what the news was, but breaking news came out in the middle of the interview and we asked Bob about it and he went on for like two, three minutes 
about the signing, and it was just really cool. You could just tell that he is an absolute professional with what he does, and that was a really cool moment. We got to see him in his natural habitat pretty much. So you'll hear that on this interview. Um, yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Bob Fesco. Another big show for you today. Bob Fesco, host of Fesco in the morning on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Bob, how are we doing today? Oh, I'm outstanding, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you guys asking me. Absolutely. So, again, thanks again for joining the podcast today. And like what we said before we got rolling, it focuses on you as a person. And, of course, you are well-known in the Kansas City area. What is your favorite thing about working in Kansas City? Well, I think it has to be the fans because in, in Kansas City, sports matters. It's not like in, in some other cities, some of the bigger cities where, you know, it, it's more of a melting pot where people, you know, say for Atlanta or fans of other teams, they're not really into the uh, the local teams. But here in Kansas City, everybody's a Chiefs fan. Everybody's a Royals fan. And there's just something special about that, man. This this city runs on those two football teams and baseball teams here in town. And, and everything that they do is talked about. Everything is discussed or really is a big time buy in by the fans here in Kansas City. And to do what I do, that's the kind of fan base you want. You want an engaged fan base. And we've got a great one here in Kansas City. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed about Kansas City is there's just a buzz around. And especially right now with Kansas with the with the Chiefs, like obviously that's a natural buzz. I mean, when you rarely lose football games, uh, that'll do it for you. And when you have, you know, Mahomes, who's such a marketable guy, too. So like, does that make your job easier when there's a team that's that good or like, or does it on the flip side, does it make it harder if the team isn't very good? Well, you know, I've been through both, really. I mean, we've been through some really bad times here in Kansas City with both the football team and the baseball team. And, you know, when they're losing, people think, oh, that's great for sports talk radio. But it, it really isn't because people don't care about a team that's not winning and not producing and not, you know, doing a lot of fun things like we've seen over the last five or six years now here in Kansas City, dating back to 2014, you know, with the Royals. When, when the Royals won in 2014 and 2015, the city came alive like I've never seen it before. And now that the Chiefs are doing doing their thing. I mean, it's just everybody is in, everybody's involved. You're, you're meeting people and talking to people that maybe you've known for years that were never much of a sports fan, but the Royals got them to be a big time baseball fan because it was fun. And then Patrick Mahomes comes along and everybody is a Chiefs fan because not only is he the greatest player we've ever seen here in Kansas City, he may be the greatest NFL player to have ever lived. And, and so we're witnessing that right now and we're living every single moment of that right now. And so everybody's involved, everybody's invested, everybody loves what's going on with this football team and you know since basically you know 2014 this town has taken off as a, as a pro sports town now you mentioned back in 2014 when the royals first made it to the world series in 2015 they won it what was it like before then was it did you feel like it was more football dominated because the last time that the royals had a real successful run was back before the 2000s so i i think you're seeing it now. New York is different because of the Yankees and Mets. But if you're a Mets fan, it kind of feels like you, you don't have your core there, but you still watch the games, if that makes sense. Do you mm -hmm. feel like what had the, the dominant factor in that market? Was it always just a melting pot of football and baseball? What was it before the Royals had their big run in this century? 
Well, I, I still think it's it's a baseball town even today with Patrick Mahomes and and people will you know want to battle about that all the time. Is Kansas City a baseball or a football town? And you know it's a sports town, man. If you're winning it, it's great. And and but this is a baseball town. I mean, people are more involved and invested, you know, in the Kansas City Royals on a level that fans in New York and Boston and Chicago and LA never have to be invested. They don't have to know the minor league system. They don't have to know about salary cap. They don't have to know about six year contracts and you know arbitration and all this kind of stuff that we have to know and understand here in Kansas city and how it truly works in a, in a small market. So I, I think the baseball fans here in Kansas city are some of the most educated fans as well, because they have to know all the goings on of, of what it's like to try to compete and contend in a small market where if you're in New York or LA or Boston, you just make trades and sign guys and spend money. And it's not that easy here. So I, I think this has always been a baseball town. This, this is a town that loves baseball and everybody saw that on display in 14 and 15 and, and, and the world went, Oh my gosh, look at Kansas city and the way that they support this baseball team and the way things are going on right now. So I, I just think it's a great sports town altogether, but my first love is baseball. And I think for a lot of people, their first love here in Kansas city is baseball because people forget the chiefs were not very good from basically 1970 to present day. I mean, really, I mean, they had some good years with Marty Schottenheimer and Dick Vermeil and whatnot, but for the seventies and eighties, it was, it was an empty, empty place over there at Arrowhead stadium while the, while the Royals were winning. So getting more into your job, um, first of all, how did you get into it? Like what drove you to do what you're doing? Well, I was eight years old and I was watching the Giants and saw John Madden and Pat Summerall and said, hey, I guess I'm not gonna be able to play. I'd like to talk about it. And so (laughs) ever since I was a kid, it's just something that I wanted to do. And, you know, when I got into high school and and started looking at colleges, I had a a friend of mine who, you know, uh, grew up in Topeka, Kansas and made some money on Wall Street. He says, you ought to check out KU. It's where I went. I like I never even heard of Kansas. I said, all right, I'll go out there. And it ended up really being the only place that I considered and, and looked at. It was just such a great, 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 uh, great place to be. And the professors and the program and, and the, the ability that I had, you know, right from the jump, you know, at KU was just something I couldn't pass up. And so it just became something that I've wanted to do forever. And I've been very blessed and very fortunate to be able to, you know, to pick a profession at, you know, the age of eight and do it. And I always tell people my dad is now retired. And he's still wondering what he wants to do with his life. You know, he's still trying to figure out what it is that he truly wants to do. And I was able to find that and I've been able to live that. And it it really is a blessing for me. Now, people in the industry, like for me, like I've known since 13, I wanted to do this, Uh, but why did it take so long? I don't know, Bob. That's a great question. I mean, (laughs) you got what, five years, you know, over that. And, you know, but I have other interests, you know, like I love the social media side, right. Or you like the marketing side or the booking side behind the scenes. I kind of like it kind of all kind of mixing your morning show, talk show host, is there something out there that is in the same family, but that you don't get to do every single day that that you enjoy? Um, I, you know, I, I think some of the like the, the behind the scenes stuff and just, you know, talking to people and, and maybe it's not necessarily for air, but you're talking to, you know, the manager of the Royals or the coach of the Chiefs and just kind of getting that information on on how people are successful. We've been very fortunate in this town to have a World Series champion and a Super Bowl champion within the last five years. I don't know how many cities in America can say that. Actually, I do. It's zero. And, and, and we get the opportunity, you know, just about every day to talk to all of these people who have had the successes. And you factor in Sporting Kansas City, too, and Peter Vermees and the way that he's run that model organization, you know, from, from an MLS standpoint. And, and, and Bill Self, throw him in from the University of Kansas. Just an opportunity to, to listen to guys talk about how they've been able to be successful, what it takes to be successful, and, and, and what it takes to be at the top of your sport. 
sport. And, and we're very lucky to have people here in, in all of our sports locally, both the co college and professional ranks to have people that have been, you know, at, at the top and have been very successful in what they do. And sometimes it's just fun to sit back and listen to see how they got to where they are. Now, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, Vinny, but we got breaking Royals news right now. So Jeff Passan just tweeted out, reliever Greg Holland has signed a one-year, $275 million contract, $2.75 million deal with the Kansas City Royals. Um, what's your instant reaction? Breaking news just went out 30 seconds ago. Well, yeah, I, I think it's good, and, and I had heard over the, the last couple of days that he was probably going to come back to Kansas City, and it's just a, a good guy to have, you know, in, in your bullpen. It's a good guy to have, you know, kind of being an influence on some of the younger guys when they came up to the big league level. I think that's something that, you know, gets lost in the shuffle at times. Like, you need a veteran presence. You needed some stability down there in that bullpen because I, I think the Royals are going to be really good this year um, and and a lot better than people thought and think. And, and, and when I say really good, they're not going to win a World Series, I don't believe, in 2021. But I think they're going to be a team that's in it for a good portion of the year. And the last thing you want to do is have a really good five or six innings and then give it away because you don't have a good back of the bullpen. That's demoralizing especially for guys that are trying to learn how to win at the big league level. The last thing you want to do is have a six inning game, have them play great for six innings, have the pitchers pitch great for six innings, and then turn it over to the bullpen that can't get the final, you know, nine outs of the game or final six outs of the game, or even the final three outs of the game. And so having a guy like Greg Holland, who's been there, who's done that, who's been part of a championship team, I think is very important to the success of the future of this ball club, not just in 2021, but moving forward as well, get used to winning, understand what it takes to win and learn from some veteran guys so pardon my french here but holy shit you are a natural i mean <laughs> that's what i was gonna say um the best that was unbelievably impressive but now for the people who are listening to this this probably won't be released for a, you know a few weeks or so so they'll know yeah. that we recorded on this day but damn that was good um so that i guess it has to go out today by the way that that clip has to go out yeah um how prepared do you need to be on a daily basis? Like, well, I, apparently, he doesn't need to be prepared at all. Yeah, I, for real. You just keep going. Well, I, I tell people all the time, you know, what, what you guys listen to from 6 to 10 a.m. is, you know, that that's the hay in the barn. It's the other 20 hours of the day that are spent preparing for the show and, and wow. talking to people and doing research and finding out what you want to do. And I'm grateful to be, you know, around great guys. My co-host Josh Klingler is unbelievable. Our producer Ryan Wachowski is amazing. And it just, it works well with us and everybody just kind of throws out topics and what we want to do. And Ryan organizes the whole show and puts it together and, you know, gives all the kind of the, you know, the, the behind the scenes stuff, the sound bites, the drops, the ha ha's, the stuff like that. And it, and it all kind of ties it together, but you're constantly working. It's, it's, it's a constant job. People think, Think you work four hours a day and they have no idea. And that's the greatest compliment you can receive is that, oh, you only work four hours a day. Your show sounds great. But that goes to show how natural it is, how easy it sounds, how fun it is for people to listen to. You can listen to stuff and you can clearly listen to people who haven't prepared, who don't know what they're doing or are flying without a net. And it's just it's just not good. And, and believe me, I've listened to a lot over the years and, and, and have heard that stuff all over the country, really. And, and I think you have to put in the time. I mean, like like from the time we get off the air to the time we get back on the air, we're preparing for that next day's show. Mm -hmm. um, just a quick side note question. Uh, everybody says, you know, voice for radio, whatever. How many times in your life have you made the joke that you have the face for radio? Oh, I, I've, I've done that a lot, but I've lost 60 pounds, so I don't think it's that funny anymore. <laughs> I've got a great face for television. <laughs> you know, and this is something we've talked about, Bob. You know, you know, 
not recording and stuff. And, you know, I listened to your Dayton Moore interview last week. I think it was Thursday or Friday, I believe. And, you know, we've had conversations, you know, and stuff. And what I respect about your show that you do and, and you about you is that it's really the same, you know, and I think that's something that I think I can kind of feel out, you know, okay, who's real and who's not, you know, and uh-huh. if I am having a one-on-one conversation with something off the record, and then I listen to the program on the record, and it sounds like two completely different people, I'm turning them off. And I feel like your interview with Dan Moore was a perfect example of just the realness that you bring that not a lot of people do in the industry anymore. Is that easy to do in the industry or do you kind of just do it anyways? I, I mean, I don't really know how to answer that question because I am who I am. You know, it's it's like I, I, I'm not smart enough and I can't remember enough to, if I'm going to fake something, you know, I'll forget something like that. It's hard to remember if you're not telling the truth and how you really feel. And so that eventually comes out in the wash that way. But I, I think a lot of it just has to do with it's it, it just it, it's something that. I don't feel like I have to act for. I mean, I know we're, we're performers, you know, six to 10, you know, in the morning we're, we're performing out there. We're having a good time. We're trying to put on a show as we call it, you know, but, but I think you always have to be, you know, real to yourself because I, I think if you're, if you're not, you're going to get lost in your own, you know, jargon and your own stuff. And you're going to forget what you say about, you know, subject A and, and you may say something on Monday and then on Tuesday, you forget what you said because it wasn't really how you're feeling. And then you're completely contradicting yourself. So I, I just think you have to be real all the time. Now, what's your favorite like segment to talk about? Like, what could you just talk about and just because there's got to be things that you, you know, speak on that you don't like talking about or, you know, you don't really want to get into, but you need to. But on the flip side, what is something that you could go to every day if you needed to and just talk about it? Well, Patrick Mahomes, I think, yeah. is, is is one of those things for us right now yeah. that we can absolutely just set it up and talk about him, you know, and any day of the week because there's so much to talk about. And right. there's so much that he just does on, on, a, on a weekly basis that, you know, when you're watching these games, it's just one thing after another, after another, after another, a different type of record here, a different type of record there. It just never ceases to amaze you. And so that that's something we could talk about, you know, forever. When, when the Royals are winning, I'll, I'll talk baseball all day long and, and, and talk about, you know, how great it was last night at the ballpark or, you know, how good some of these young pitchers are going to be and, and, and some of the young position players that are coming up and the guys we're excited for to see up here, you know, in Kansas City and, and, and talk about that kind of stuff. So I, I just think if it's rolling, man, and you're having fun and the team's winning, it is easy to talk about that kind of stuff. Now, Bob, at my other school, Dean College, I had a morning radio show from 7 to 8 a.m. I did it Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 a.m. But I would struggle with staying up late watching the games because Mm -hmm. I would have to get up around 4.30 to properly prepare for the show. So what do you do? Um, Do you stay up and watch a game? Do you watch the highlights fresh in the morning? Uh, What do you do? Well, I think a lot of it is you 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 pick and choose, and and you know we we talk about it all the time, and and you know you got to watch the games at night that are truly worth it. I mean, there there are some times where there's a 
you know, West Coast baseball game. I'm in bed before first pitch of that game. But, you know, a lot of the time we're, we're not talking about the game itself unless something crazy, you know, goes on. The NFL is a different beast because it's once a week and every game truly matters in, in you know, playoff seedings as we're seeing right now in, in the league. So you'll do the NFL kind of stuff. But but I, I think like an, an NBA game, college basketball, baseball, that kind of stuff, sometimes games are just too late. I mean, you know, 330 does come early for for a lot of us. And and so you got to get your rest. you got to pick and choose what games you're going to watch. And, you know, a, a lot of it is more about reacting to the moments that are taking place, not necessarily the pitch by pitch, the inning by inning, the at-bat by at-bat, but overall themes that are taking place throughout the games you know how did singer do tonight did he did, did he go out there and pitch well did Bubich pitch well they figure out a way to close it out again all right cool the back end of the bullpen starting to look good so you you, you start talking about big themes and things around the team more so than the the minutiae of every pitch every at bat and every single moment that takes place during a game how do you think you have improved um either your style of communicating with your audience or really anything. How do you think you've improved over the years? Well, I think, I, I think that's actually a really good question. Because Thank you. We, yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that you do that because I do that all the time too. And somebody says, that's a good question. I goes, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's kind of <laughs> become a joke for us. But, you know, we were we were kind of talking about it the other day and and, and someone said to me, you, you've, you've kind of, you know, went from this mentality where you, you know, were angry and yelling and all the time. And now you're kind of more reserved and kind of at ease. And they go, well, what's been the biggest difference? I said, being a dad, I, you start to realize you know, what matters in life and, and what's important in life. And you start to understand that, you know, getting caught up and getting angry over a team is like, it's not that it's not worth it. You know, it's like big picture, you know, one night on a baseball diamond doesn't break a season. One quarter of a football game doesn't make or break the season. How does it affect the overall portion of where this team is trying to head and you have to take a step back sometime and realize hey it's okay you're going to suffer a defeat here you're going to have a bad at bat you, you got through slumps and whatnot you know what it's like you know you got to think how how does it overall affect you know where they're trying to go and where they're trying to get you know at, at, at the end of the season and, and and most of the time you're talking about a football team that's sitting at 12 and one a baseball team that's you know got a, a world championship in a, in a sport that doesn't lend itself to teams in market 20 and lower getting world championships so you need to be able to take a step back and understand in the big picture of things what it truly means and what truly matters. Well, do you feel like looking back, you talk about the big picture of things. Did you always think that Kansas City being a morning drive radio show host, that's the big picture. That's something I want to achieve looking back at your career now. Now, you know, looking back, I, I thought I probably wanted to go to New York and, you know, be there because that's, you know, where I grew up right outside of New York City and everybody, you know, wants to, you know, go home again or whatnot. But it was also the number one market. But then I realized, man, this is just a great place to live and, and a great place to be and a great place to do what I do. There, there are so many people out there that would kill to be in a market like Kansas City, where the sports fan is active, where the sports fan is engaged, where the sports fan truly loves their team and knows a heck of a lot about their team and they're big time fans of this team. And so for, for what we do and, and for the field that I'm in, I mean, it, it's hard pressed to find many markets better than, than Kansas city right now. So I I've got a selfish personal question. Um, I'm a jets fan. I'm sorry. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously my goal is to make it to Kansas city, be with the Royals, right? Yeah. You have more of a read on the fans of out in Kansas city. Will I be welcomed to become a chiefs fan? 
Is that oh, something? God, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. You, you know, you come in here, you come up to the big league level, fans will love you, and, yeah, you know, you, you'll, you'll fit right in and just be a – I wouldn't tell anybody you're a Jets fan. I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't utter that out loud. I mean, my goodness, that's like <laughs> – could, could you find a worse team? Now I grew up a Giants fan, so I can I can give you the uh, give you the business on that one. But well, Jets fan, what did your father do to you, man? Like, well, he's, man, we've got a house divided. He's a Dolphins fan. Well, we don't like. He's a Dolphins fan because he likes the colors. He's always liked the colors since he was you know young. Yeah. I'm a Jets fan because of Vinny Testaverde. Okay. Uh, my mom's a Giants fan. And then my brother's a Falcons fan, so we're all over the place. Wow, you guys really are all over the place. I mean, that's crazy. Usually yeah. you just take on the fan that your your dad. I mean, my dad raised me as a Giants fan, so you're a Giants fan, right? Yeah. You know. Um, so I guess that sort of leads to the next question because Alex is a Patriots fan. Do you think the Chiefs are going to become like the net, even as a small, like you know, kind of a small market team, the next like hated team in the country because they're so good you know we we talk about that a lot and 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 i always say how could you hate this team like yeah. they don't have a hateable person like bill belichick they don't have really a hateable guy like tom brady i mean as much as tom brady was accomplished yeah there's still a little hate for him there's still a little arrogance in that you've got a very humble superstar quarterback and my gosh when we were at the super bowl everybody was rooting for andy reed there isn't a person in this league who doesn't like and root for andy reed you know now if they win six in a row i'm sure people will get tired of the chiefs always being there that's just kind of the way it goes but it's it's hard to look at this team right now and and not be a fan of, of of the way they do things. Obviously, with the way that they win, but who they are. I mean, we we we've got you know Patrick Mahomes, who's you know he can do no wrong in in, in Kansas City, and Andy Reid can really do no wrong in the NFL. People love that guy, and it's not like Belichick, who is just you know just he he was always the smartest man in the room, and and Andy doesn't operate that way. Andy's an easy guy to root for, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Who is the Patrick Mahomes on your morning show team? And it can't be you. Oh, I would have, that's probably Josh. I mean, he's just quietly really good at everything that he does. And, you know, whether it's a funny ha ha here or, you know, you know, setting me up to, to hit a home run or, to, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. He he's, he's the best. There, there's no better broadcaster in the world than Josh Klingler. What do you guys do when, there's nothing to talk about. I mean, I'm sure there's always just something to talk about, but how do you kind of transition if there's you know, conversations over or whatever it may be? Well, so we, that's a biz question. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, it's a good question because people always say there, there's, you know, what, what do you have when there's nothing going on? There's, there's always something going on. And yeah. that, that's where, you know, that's why we do what we do because everybody thinks they can, you know, do this job. Oh, I can react on Monday after a chief's game. Okay. Here's four hours. Go for it. They got three minutes of content and they got three hours and 57 minutes to go. And we, don't take phone calls. Okay. We just, you just kind of move along and that's where, you know, the preparation comes back. I mean, we try to do two topics, every segment of, you know, whatever it is, and you're constantly moving on to the next. You're keeping your pacing up. You're moving along. And, you know, people were like, well, what did you do during the pandemic? There's nothing going on. I, there was more going on during the pandemic than there is with games going on. I mean, there was so much from a sports standpoint going on when there were no games going on. You know, there was 
is baseball going to play? Are they going to continue to embarrass themselves as the players and the owners fight about money during a pandemic? What's the NFL going to do? Oh, there's the NFL draft that's taking place. There's free, like there was so much going on that we never experienced obviously before that there was a, there was a ton to talk about. So when people say, Oh, there's nothing going on. That's, that's not the case. I mean, it's our job to find out what's going on and there's always plenty going on and always plenty to talk about. Now, obviously, just hearing you talk, you love what you do, you love your job, but even it becomes tiring. So how do you on a day, let's say it's a Wednesday and you wake up in a bad mood or you want to, you know, hit the snooze button three more times, what gets you fired up, excited to go into work every single day, truly? Knowing that I get to talk about the toy department of life and there's so many people, especially right now with this damn pandemic going on that, you know, just need an outlet of levity and need an outlet of fun. I mean, we, we had a text from somebody today who said kind of since the pandemic and the election was going on, they've turned off all social media and all TV and they just listen to us every morning and, and we get them through the day. And, you know, stuff like that makes it worthwhile that you, you know, you're, you're, you're really having an effect on people and you're, you're helping people get through. And I, I can't count how many people that we we have helped with you know one thing or another in their lives or they've reached out to us and go thanks for being there for me you don't know it but you helped me through you know we had one guy fighting addiction that was listening to us and we helped them through that or people battling just little things in their lives that they can listen to us 20 minutes a day 30 minutes a day and just kind of just kind of lose themselves a little bit not have to focus on the reality that's going on and what the real world is is posing to everybody so i'm going to steal a question uh, from Alex. This is a good question he asked, but I like it. And I think it goes along with this. So, um, you know, your job is to talk. So what is one thing that you really wish somebody would like ask you um, either to talk about or just in an interview, whatever it may be? No, that's, I mean, that's uh that's a pretty good question too, because, you know, it's, t- it's a tough one to answer. I, th- I think, you know, what the persona that we have on, on the radio is truly, you know, not the same sometimes as it is in our daily life. So like, you know, when, when people get pissed at you for a sports opinion, they forget like, Oh, that guy's got two kids or, you know, he's involved in this charity or that charity, or he's doing that event or that event. Sometimes it'd be nice if, you know, if, if people would get to know the person as opposed to just the guy giving a, you know, a sports take every right. So you brought it up, obviously, you know, you have a family and you're involved in charities. Do you want to talk? You know, I hate that because it's like, you know, that question, you should be fired immediately. Do you talk about this? It's like yeah, the talk oh. about it is just, it drives me up a wall too. Oh, it but, drives me insane. But I think that's, a, it's a great way to connect with the community. There are so many people in Kansas City that do so many great things. And it's fun to be part of that and to see just the smiles you put on people's faces, you know, like, like last year being with Tyron Matthew as he surprised 10 families with, with Christmas gifts and, and seeing some of the gifts that people were wanting, diapers, microwaves, cleaning solutions, and, and just stuff that, you know, you kind of take for granted for every day life and and these families were asking for or you know being part of the bma foundation like i am and giving you know close to two million dollars back to local kansas city charities or dayton more see you in the major leagues foundation where you know you're making a difference and you know my wife's part of that mentoring kids every day and you know building hope for autism and just getting you know a family uh, an ipad or a weighted blanket just to see the difference that it makes in people's lives that's what's truly great about this job is just seeing people and, and and helping people even if it seems like it's a small thing if you're doing it for somebody else it's big for them and it's something that they really love and something that they really need and seeing them get something like that is just it's warming man especially this time of year yeah that's one thing that i've definitely noticed with kansas city it's a very giving back city it's Mm -hmm. it's 
And I think it goes back to the small market because it's more uh, personable with the, you know, with the players, with the front office, with the fans, everything seems to, they run as one. Um, Cause without the fans organization can't run. And, and it just seems like a really cool place. But so you've been working in Kansas city. Is there another city besides New York that you could see yourself kind of having the same sort of job in or somewhere you'd be interested and I'm not saying you want to. I'm just saying, like, just another another city that you know you might enjoy working in. You, you know, I'd I'd always love the you know work where it never snows, you know, or <laughs> yeah, some place yeah. like that. But I I think to do what I do with the passion that I have, it would be very hard for me to do this job anywhere else mm-hmm. because you know it, you get up in the morning and you're like, oh, I, I've got to go talk about this team that I don't really care about or. Or in this sport that I don't really like, or, you know, this, you know, so what, what I, I think, it, I think it would be very, very difficult to, to do it with the passion and the love that I had, mm-hmm. if I truly had to go somewhere else. I mean, yeah. I, I, I could develop that obviously, but I, I just think, you know, where, where I am in my career, the age that I am right now for me to go, you know, talk about pitching matchups with two baseball teams that I don't care about, or a football team that doesn't entertain me like the chiefs do, it would be very, very hard, very difficult to mm-hmm. do that. So, Bob, this is our new segment on the show. We've tested it out. You're the third person that we've done this segment with. I really love it. Um, It it gets me excited every single time. It's called Balls and Strikes. We go back and forth, uh, and we ask you a question, and you determine if it's a ball or a strike. And the first person to get a strikeout wins. All right. Um, Are you ready? I am ready. So basically, good question, bad question. Right. Yeah. Do I answer the question or I just tell you? If no, you, you have to answer the question. Yeah. Okay. Vinny's going to go first this time. Okay. Um, well, this is a this is for the podcast question. It's going to be a ball, but it's okay. Uh, do you prefer drinking out of glass or plastic cups? Yeah, that that definitely is a ball, but uh, I, I plastic. Wow. Plastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like What's a big plastic reason? tumbler. I, I don't know. I just the glasses are you can drop and break them, and they're never big <laughs> enough. And you know, I don't know. I just like a nice plastic glass. Okay. What is one piece of a sports memorabilia you don't own that you would like to own? Everything, because I don't own much of anything at all. <laughs> and 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 I'll say that's a strike because I I like that question. People think you've got all kinds of stuff and 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 you know great stuff all around and. I've never been one to, to go out there. You know, we're not really allowed to do that kind of stuff either, but you know, I just, I don't own much sports memorabilia. So anything would be the answer to that question. Yeah, I agree. Like I was taught at a very early age, like you don't ask anyone for an autograph. No, you just, it's, you know, it's not proper. I mean, you're there working, you're not there to you know collect autographs. So. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'll never ask Vinny for his autograph. That's right. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm up. Oh, and one Vinny's behind uh-huh. you No. Know. All right, so the 0-1 pitch coming in over the plate. When was the last time you surprised yourself? Oh, I have to say it's a strike because I don't know the answer to that question. The last time I surprised myself. (sighs) Maybe it was after the AFC championship game when the Chiefs lost to the Patriots and I wasn't necessarily like ticked because I knew what was coming. I knew what the future held and I was like, you know what? They lost that game and it stings. And I was looking forward to potentially going to a Super Bowl. but this is just the beginning of what's going to be an epic decade run here in Kansas city. So I think that's one of those where I was just like, all right, yeah, the the loss stinks, but man, the future is going to be epic. 
That's what I thought was going to happen in New York in 2010 and 2011 with two straight AFC championships. Yeah. yeah but Mark Sanchez at the helm, but yeah. Sanchez and Mahomes, a little bit different there. <laughs> Rex Ryan, Andy Reid, a little bit different there. Jeez, Vinny. Keep, keep hoping. Keep hoping, Vinny. Um, so now I'm ahead. 0-2 here. Uh, what would be one person that you would like to do a podcast with to be the co-host but the person has to be in your phone contacts. Huh. Wow. My wife. What would the podcast be about? It would be about everything that I do wrong and me trying to defend myself. <laughs> and I'm going to give you a ball on that one because I want Vinny to ask more questions. <laughs> That's how he's won every time and that's exactly how it goes. He gets O two, 2 and then, and then they give him a ball, even if the question's fine. Yeah. So, you know, you bring up your wife, that kind of goes into my next question. Since you work, you know, you get up at three 30 every morning, you know, you work from six to 10. How are you able to manage your, you know, your work life balance? How are you able to do that? It's not easy. And, and that's why you have to, you know, kind of pick and choose, you know, which games you're going to, you know, be a, a party to which games you're not and and you got to find a way to you know make you know, you know do for everything my wife though you know worked in sports she's worked in you know three of the four major professional leagues and for division one university and whatnot so she understands you know what it's all about I kind of found the perfect match for me she understands what's going on and she she gets it so I, I, it's not like I have to sit and explain why I have to watch this game or do that or the other thing I'll give you a strike on that one Thanks. It didn't feel like a legit strike, but you know, whatever. Oh, what is Hernandez behind the plate? I see how it is. Right. Okay. My favorite question. What is the best position in baseball? Not the most important, the best first base. That's what I played. Let's go. Let's go. That's a big answer right there. You are actually on our, on our list for guest of the year. I'm good. That is big time. I'm very, very excited about that answer. That's right. First base. I was a fat no. lefty. I had no other choice. <laughs> but I was good with the glove. Couldn't hit worth a lick, but, man, I could field. And that's perfect. That is perfect. I don't even want to ask any more questions. All right, you win. Strike three. Let's go. That was strike three, and it was a yeah. 1-1 count. Let's go. Um, so, Alex, do you want to blow them up, or do you want me to do it? You can do it, Vinny. You're, you're better at this All point. 30-second right. elevator pitch. Tell everybody where you are on social and what you bring to the timeline. Well, I, I really I'm just on Twitter now at Bob Fesco on Twitter and you can catch everything from our show there. And, you know, we have some chiefs opinions, but I like to save everything for the air. And so I'll put up show links. I'll put up, you know, stuff we're doing in the community and having a lot of fun with all that kind of stuff. But but mostly it's a it's a conduit for me to, you know, send out stuff that we're doing on the show to let people know, hey, we had Derek Johnson on former chief on Monday or, you know, on Thursdays, we talk with Therese Paler of Yahoo Sports, the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis comes in on Fridays, you know, during the baseball season, we have Mike Matheny the manager of the Royals on every Wednesday. So just kind of a conduit to, to reach the fans from a show standpoint. Yeah, I did. I used to have a Dwayne Bowie Jersey. Oh yeah. Um, so no big deal. And I did wh- have one of those. Why um, would you have a Dwayne Bowie Jersey of all people? I, I got it at a thrift store nice. in Richmond on wacky Wednesdays, which means everything is 50 cents. And I found a football Jersey. I was like, well, I'm buying it. So I'm buying that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my, cool. That's, that's a my good pickup. Yeah, I, I wish I had. You should I hang it somewhere. back there. I know I have it somewhere in the house, but I don't yeah. know where 
where it is. But so why don't you blow your show up instead of just your social, blow the show up, tell everybody where they can find you. You, you can, you can download the radio.com app, which is an unbelievable app and listen to us there at 610sports.com. Also, if you want to go on the, uh, on the desktop version, just go to 610sports.com, click the listen button and, and we are right there. But more importantly, download that radio.com app so you can have it everywhere you go. Before we go, just a quick follow-up. You brought up, uh, you interview Mike Matheny during the Royals season every single week. Who is one manager besides Mike that you just love to talk to um, that you wish you could talk to once a week again? Mm. I, I loved our conversations with Ned Yost in 2014 and 2015 when the Royals were winning and doing great things and winning championships. Those conversations were awesome because Ned was so much more than just about baseball. I think our off-season conversations with Ned were just as good, if not better, than maybe the in-season conversations about him, you know, battling beaver on the on, on the uh, on the land that he has, or you know, deer hunting, or doing all that kind of stuff. So he was an interesting cat, and you know, as, as much as I love Mike Matheny being in charge right now this Royals organization those interviews back in the day with Ned when when the Royals were champions were something special well Bob again appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast today it's always fun talking with you thanks guys yep thanks Bob what an interview with the one and only Bob Fesco what did you think everyone well they're not going to answer you Alex because we're filming this before it, the interview drops, so they're going to have no idea how to answer that. But if you're asking me how I felt about it, yeah. I felt really good about it. I, I, I don't, I didn't know who Bob was before we interviewed him, so I, I had to do some research on him and find out who he is and everything. But um, which is the coolest part about this current like podcast that we're doing is because we're getting to meet new people that we don't know who they are previously, and like I don't know if that. Like that's in no way is that disrespect to Bob that I don't know who he is because he works in Kansas city. I don't live in Kansas city. So I would never, you know, hear his radio show for the most part of Kansas city. So that's the coolest part about this for me is talking to different people and kind of why he does what he does, you know, when he figured out he was good at it, why he, you know, everything about that. So that's the coolest part for me. Um, I had a great time interviewing Bob. Like we've said before, he's an absolute professional. So that's, you know, really cool to see. Uh, hands down, really one of my favorite interviews. Um, yeah. Even though you won balls and strikes to a technicality, to a technicality, I don't consider this you won because the count was 1-1 and – he just really liked the question and he just said that's strike three. Yep. Well, that's what happens. And that's uh, just, that just can't happen. Well, that is what happened. And we so don't, I would call that a tie. We make the guidelines for the game, but the participants make the rules and his, in his rule, I, I won. So we're not going to, it's a win for me. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm really happy about a win. I'll never complain about that. So. Well, I disagree. But anyways, you can't win them all, folks. You just simply can't win them all. I've only lost twice so far. And you just keep on winning whenever you can. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to continue to do the rest of my life. Whenever I can find a victory, I'm going to go get it. Then you probably shouldn't be wearing a Jets football sweatshirt. But Hey, we found two victories at the end of the year. What can I say? What can I say? That's true. Um, so, 
Thursday's episode, Megan Plain. Great interview. Uh, hands down. I already said hands down this outro, but still, um, she was great. Yeah. Yeah. And, w- and we've already kind of talked about her because we were going to drop her episode last Thursday. Um, so the preview for her interview, we did a week ago. <laughs> so that'll be out this Thursday. We're really excited for that interview to finally come out. No matter so, what happens, this. Well, let's not say that. Um, you know, things happen. And That's true. That's true. We're never going to look more than a day in advance, but we will just pencil in her for Thursday. So well, we'll plan. No matter what happens, she will be the next interview that drops. Yes. Yes, that is correct. No matter what happens around the world, whatever, Megan will be the next interview that drops from our platform. Unless, you never know. (laughs) But ladies and gentlemen, go have a good rest of your week. We'll see you on Thursday. And just, you know, have a good time.